Here at Early Excellence, we specialise in early childhood education. We offer expert advice and guidance through training, consultancy and classroom design. With the Early Excellence podcast, we aim to inspire and support you as well as challenge your thinking. So if that's what you're looking for, you've come to the right place. Hello everybody, Andy Burt here. Welcome along to episode 95 of the Early Excellence podcast. In this week's episode, we visit Willoughby Carl Lane Primary School in Hull, uh, where we meet with uh, Sean Smith, who is the head teacher, and also Emma Hudson, who is the EYFS leader there. And uh, as part of the conversation, we talk about a really rapid period of development for them at the school in terms of the EYFS. Um, I met Emma um, over a year or so uh, before the the interview took place. Uh, Emma got in touch with with us at Early Excellence because they'd had a, this big change to the environment where what they'd done is they completely reconfigured the space. They'd taken out walls. They'd changed the flooring. They'd, they'd, they'd made, created this, this wonderful, huge space in terms of the EYFS classroom. But of course, they were, what they were looking for was support in terms of the, what furniture, what, uh, what, what room plan, what design they would need. And so they came to Early Excellence. We, we offer a free room planning service for schools that are looking to refurbish their classroom spaces. And so um, I worked closely with Emma. And what we did was we shared the plans. Emma shared the, the design of the space, the, the overall space with me. And then I worked closely with Emma to, to really work on um, what configuration would be most effective in terms of the space so which areas of provision we would have where we would have them all of that sort of thing and we thought carefully about the impact on that in terms of the impact that that would have on the learners and so this was a really interesting conversation I think to have um, to get Sean's perspective as head teacher and also Emma's perspective as well in terms of being there within that space and the impact that the room planners had on their provision and on their practice as well. So a really interesting listen. Listen. So here you go. Here's uh, Sean Smith and Emma Hudson from Willoughby Carl Lane Primary School in Hull. So, so take us back then. Um, what was the the EYFS like? What, two years ago, yeah. two and a half years well, for, ago. For all the time I've been here, we've 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 done the best we can with our EYFS. But mm. the the building as it was was nineteen sixties. It used to have three form intake. Mm-hmm. Um, the school had downsized to two form intake. Yeah. So we still had quite a lot of space, but it was all divided up into three big classrooms, uh, space in the middle toilet space which you had to access through a couple of doors an outside space that you could only access by going through uh, routes which were hard to, to, to oversee mm-hmm. um, so we were working around I guess a, a building which had been designed in the 1960s for the way the education was then mm-hmm. um, where predominantly most of it seemed to must have been within the actual classes um, yeah. and we had done our best uh, prior to Emma with our previous foundation stage lead to try and make the resources more accessible. Um, when Emma came along uh, a year and a half ago and uh, uh, joined our school, became our foundation stage lead, I think we had some chats and I think our, our vision was very much 
the same, uh, it, was, it was very much the same, very much overlap. We really wanted to develop the, the setting, but it was difficult. The mm. physical limitations of walls yeah. uh, and, and uh, resource accessibility uh, made it difficult. Emma um, made a lot of um, improvements within those constraints uh, shortly after. In fact, was it the first term you were here? It was, yeah. <laughs> first time you were here, we had our Ofsted friends coming. <laughs> so they came in the uh, November. Um, they came down to Foundation Stage. They had a look around. I'd explained to them what, what we were trying to do. Um, they spoke to Emma. They were very, very happy with um, everything that we were trying to do. But they equally recognised that with us, that the actual building itself and the layout of what we could do within that wasn't meeting uh, our vision. Yeah. So they actually put it in as an area for improvement, not not what our practice was trying to do, yeah. but actually almost we it was almost about the building. It was saying mm. that we need to try and make, somehow try and make the resources more accessible, which was really useful actually because we worked on that sort of uh, setting that target together, myself and the uh, offset inspector, to, to, uh, which, which gave us some leverage. I yeah. got able to go to the governors um, and say, look, we really do need to make some significant changes here. I was able to go to the local authority and uh, they managed to give us some financial support. Um, the governors put in a significant amount of money uh, to go with it. And that gave us the go ahead then to really look at it, uh, the space we've got, say, how can we open it up, first of all, physically? So that's involved knocking down a couple of walls. Uh, I think you've had a little look around. Yeah. And you probably had a look at where some waves have come down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, re redesigning those spaces. But then it, then the, ne the next difficult part of the job really was, was then, well, now we've got a much more open space. How do we then best set that out? And that's really where um, you know, I handed that over to Emma yeah. to work with you guys. Yes. Uh, the yes. So here's a, here's a big space. How do we make it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, what a year ago, maybe just maybe just over a year ago, Emma got in touch with me, didn't you, Emma? Yeah. And um, we had a call, didn't we? We had a, an, an online call, and um, when we were talking about the space, um, I think you shared with me. I think you emailed it across to me the the, the plan. Yeah. And straight away, I was like, "Wow, just look at that space! You know, the amount of space." Mm. Because you could tell that actually that was a, it's. Such an, it had the potential to be such an exciting space and it now is that exciting space isn't it but at the same time I think at the time there was something a bit daunting about it in that there's a big responsibility there isn't there to, that you take out the walls and you take out all of, and you create this big space but then there's that real responsibility to get it right because it's something that is a you know, potentially a once in a career chance to get right isn't yeah. it you know doing something like this so can you talk us through it Emma in terms of in terms of the space before and the space as you have it now, what was the difference practically in terms of you working? Well, like Sean said, we had a lot of walls that were mm. obviously unable to be moved at the time. So yeah. we had to have um, staff positioned in different areas, which yeah. meant that often opportunities were missed to interact with the children because uh, staff were having more of a supervisory role rather yeah. than an interacting role. Now having such an open space means that we can actually position staff in a much more purposeful way, in a way that makes them really effective in their interactions with children. So rather than supervising and directing, they're actually interacting and developing children like we'd like to see in the EYFS. Yeah. yeah. And previously, yeah, we, 
because a lot of the resources were had to be stored away. Yes. We, you and your staff, then had to sort of like put some resources out here, put some out there, and try and try and provide a lot as much diversity as you could. But it was necessarily limited. Mm, Whereas yeah. now, you know, you you only have to look around and everything's everything's there. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. The staff can concentrate on that interaction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point, isn't it? That actually, the if if the space itself doesn't en- enable what you want to happen within it, then what you end up with is staff trying to make that work all the way through the day. So kind of putting things away, getting things out, changing things over, and the the logistics take over rather than the engaging with the children as much as you want it to be, I suppose. It's changed the focus of our workload as well in that respect because the workload, like you say, used to very be predominantly what are we going to get out? Everything got changed on a Friday, ready for a Monday because we needed to keep everything vibrant for the children. You know, we were trying to do the best job possible when now we can focus all of our time on enhancements because the continuous provision is there. Mm. And that took a lot of work last year to get right. And it's still developing, but it means that we can actually focus on the enhancements that are needed for these children. Yes. And that's been a, a really, a really positive shift in how we work and our workload. Yes. Yeah. So we started off with the plan, didn't we? Mm-hmm. So we shared the plan on that initial call. Um, and then we started to talk about, well, actually what would go into it. And, um, we were, I remember we were talking about the space because it was empty initially, there were certain things that needed to go into it. Um, you know, right from the outset. So for example, your cloakroom. So you've got your, your cloakroom area over there by the door. And so we, we knew that we had to leave that space, the map space for the cloakroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had as well, of course, you've got things like your sink area um, and you've got sort of different spaces around the room, like, like your interactive whiteboards for group spaces and all of those sorts mm-hmm. of things. And, and we started straight away with discussing, well, how do we get the most out of this space so that it's a really vibrant space, but also that it's practical in terms of the use of it. And what's interesting is when you step into the space now, you can see, you know, it, it's great to see in, I suppose, in real life, if you like, mm-hmm. the, the kind of all of those decisions that we made a year or so ago, kind of in here, in, in, in the actual space. So, for example, you know, the, one of the things we talked about was the, the not using just around the edge of the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that kind of, because so many people do that, that actually just having everything around the edge of the room could potentially lead to us having kind of a bit of a runway through the middle, children charging around. And we wanted to kind of break the spaces up so they were much more interesting than that. And I, and I think you've definitely got that. Does that make sense? And I think you yeah. can see that in this, in this space. And the times previously, that you're exactly right, that no matter how we tried to arrange the very square furniture that we had, yeah. we either created a big space in the middle, which children then used as a dance floor and ran around in circles, <laughs> or we created runways. Yeah. And children, as we know, if a child's here and they want to get over there yeah. and they've got to go round like that, they will run because yeah. they're so excited to get there. Whereas now, I don't think we ever say walking feet because they do just travel they just yeah. flow around the space because they it just flows so well yeah for the yeah. children yeah it is interesting isn't it that i think when we talk about planning in education terms you know when we as a teacher if we talk about planning planning generally is 
is probably so what at, at, at the most it's what you do for a term or over a year, um, or it's it, or it comes down to then weekly planning. But we don't often call this kind of level of planning, as in what's in the room and the layout of the room planning. Mm -hmm. And yet, actually, what the conversation I think is telling us really is that actually what you have in the room has an impact on the learning behaviours of the children. Definitely. You know, how you place the furniture, where you place the furniture, the layout of the space, what relates from one area to another mm -hmm. actually will change the learning behaviours of the children. And therefore, I think we do need to see it as a planning stage. Yeah. In a, from an education point of view, not just a kind of a, a design point of view, but from an education point of view, really. You can see the impact, can't Absolutely, you? Yeah. you can see the impact. As soon as you walk in here, 60 children, yeah. they're just, they're all in different areas and spaces. They're all being very independent. Obviously, that's taken some training, mm -hmm. but the, the spaces and the planning has allowed that to happen. Yes. So they've then just taken off with that, haven't they? But the there's this this little I never I never see um, the need for the staff to be managing what the children yeah. are doing you know stop doing that don't do this yeah, yeah. go in this way go that those those sort of things which were, were taking up time before now all of the interactions are are educational you know, we, I mean we don't have to try and check where they are in the toilets and, and all that <laughs> sort of stuff they're, they're just in here and they're, they're engaged aren't they all mm -hmm. the time I just see yeah. them engaged and, and yeah very purposeful. Yeah. And they're the two main things that people say when they when people come in. They say, "Wow, every single child is engaged." Yes. And a lot of staff say as well, or anybody who comes in say, "I can't believe the independence of these the youngest children in the school. How independent they are in their learning." Yeah. And and like you say, that is fundamental. Fundamentally, at the start of that is how everything has been set out for the children to access. Yeah. The governors have actually set me a challenge, which is because when the more they find out about Foundation Stage now is, uh, Sean, the challenge is how are you going to keep that going in year one yeah. and year two and year three up to year six because it's so impressive what's happening here. Yes, absolutely. And again, you do then have to start asking yourself questions about the year one classroom, physical, the layout and the way we, the, the expectations we have of them because, you know, they're really flying, aren't they? Yeah. Really, yeah. 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 And naturally that conversation happens, doesn't it? Because of course these children are going to at the end of this year or we're going on into year mm -hmm. one and potentially into a very different learning environment. Mm -hmm. And so actually when you think about the learning behaviors that, that you have that they have developed through being within a space mm -hmm. like this, you want to keep it going, don't you? As much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's really interesting. It does it does lead to those interesting conversations and discussions about about year one practice yeah. as well over yeah. time, I think. Yeah. And from a head teacher's point of view and a government point of view, it's a lot of money. Mm. There was a lot of money spent yeah. on on you know on the real on first of all knocking walls down and yeah. flooring and, and lighting lights. It was significant amounts of money. So yes, we knew we could eat, we would end up with a nice looking space. Yeah. But um I think involving the early excellence center and working closely with Emma on making sure that then how that space can then best be used is really vital. Otherwise I've spent an awful lot of money yeah. just to make something look nicer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't if it doesn't actually have an impact on the children's behaviour, the children's learning, the quality of interactions and yeah. things which are going on, then, then it's ultimately then it's just a waste of money. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it, which hasn't happened. No. Everybody's very, very happy with, uh, with the outcomes. Yeah.
So there you go. Thank you very much to Sean and also to Emma at Willoughby Carl Lane Primary School in Hull for joining us for this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you found the conversations useful. There were certainly lots there, I think, to get you thinking. Um, now, um, we ought to let you know as well um, that we're recording, we're, re- we're in the process of recording a second podcast episode with Emma, where we're going to return to Willoughby Carl Lane. We're going to be talking with Emma about, uh, about the practice that has come from developing that space. So, you know, from that starting point of, of that room planning process, how that practice has developed, how she's introduced the learning environment to her children, and that, that ongoing impact of that work as well. So, um, yeah, do watch this space because that will be coming up soon. Um, we'll put it out there as soon as we have it ready. Okay. Um, what else do I need to share with you? Um, well, um, if you'd like to know more about that free room planning service that I mentioned before, what we'll do is we'll put a link into the podcast information so that you can find out more about it. It's a service that is is really for schools that are looking to refurbish their indoor or their outdoor spaces because we do an outdoor planning process as well. And as I mentioned earlier on, we work closely with the earliest team and also senior leadership team if they would like to be involved in developing that learning environment and really getting the most out of the space. Now, just a quick word of warning, we do get really busy in terms of this particular work. It's really popular, particularly in the spring and summer terms with schools getting ready for um, getting ready for September with a new learning environment. So if that is something that you're interested in, then do get in early. It's well worth sending us an email. So you can drop me a line, drop me an email, andy at earlyexcellence.com. Get in touch with us and we can get you booked in because we do get we do get very busy. Okay, right. Um, that is about it for this week, everybody. Thank you very much again for joining us. Uh, take care. Have a good week and we'll see you next time.